Welcome back to the Power Player Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Askins. Today's special guest is back on the channel once again. This, this cat had like tens of thousands of views. One of our most popular interviews ever about virtually selling life insurance from home. And today we're bringing him back as he is not only managing a $60 million life insurance agency, he's also still personally producing because he wants to lead from the front as an example and be able to teach and help his agents along the way. So please welcome back Mr. Edward Pritchett. Glad to be back. I always love, love these uh, conversations. I mean, I, I like that we, we get to just hang out sometimes, just the conversations that we don't actually get recorded. I'm sure I'm sure we, there's a lot of nuggets in those that we probably should be uh, sharing with everybody. But I oh always God. enjoy talking with you. Looking forward to 8% coming up. Um, so, you know, w whether this comes out before or after, I'm, I'm looking forward to that 8%. I'm looking forward to the lineup that you have, man. Just me receiving something from uh, some of these heavy hitters uh, that you have and uh, that are going to be speaking. So really excited to see Eric Thomas for sure. Woo, love ET, man. I'm so excited as well. You know what's interesting about you and something you just said that I want to highlight? Um, you do very well. Um, you're crushing in life insurance space. Um, you know, you have more than one company. You know, you have some staff, a bajillion. I mean, like, I don't know, 800 agents, whatever the number is. Like, it's, it's a lot. Um, but you still take time to grow and learn. At what point can you just stop? <laughs> I guess whenever you're ready to stop making more money, having more time, living life to the fullest, right? Because I mean, I don't know anyone who is achieving or or who is is getting fulfillment out of their life that isn't growing. I think Catherine yeah. DeWick talks about it in um, her book about growth mindset, right? It's just having that continued growth mindset. Um, is one thing that leads to actual fulfillment because I don't think there's I'm not going to be done. Right. Like I talked to some uh, some mentors of mine who are in their 60s and 70s. And, you know, one of the, the things that I consistently hear is don't ever retire. I'm like, mm. what, what, what are you talking about? Don't retire, like always have purposeful and meaningful work to be doing. Uh, otherwise, you're going to end up like some buddies of mine who are in the cemetery right now. You know, it's, yeah. it's like the, the things that, that keep you going, you know, it doesn't have to be work the way we think about it. You know, maybe it transitions over to, you know, um, charitable work or foundation work, uh, things of that nature. But they're always I mean, the reason that they're mentoring me isn't because I'm paying them a whole bunch of money to get mentored is because they enjoy learning about the problems that I'm dealing with and and how they can help me problem solve and, and come up with solutions uh, for those things. So. Yes. You know, the, just that continual growth mindset. Um, there is no done in life until you're truly done. Um, and so if we're wanting to improve, if we're wanting to get better, uh, which I think anybody who's watching this, you're probably wanting to improve some aspect of your life. So keep being open, keep being open to the fact that guess what? You're probably wrong. Right? The, the, the reason you're not satisfied is because you're probably wrong and you're looking for the right answer. So seek out those right answers be okay with being uncertain right um certainty is not the the solution to your problems mm. uh, it's actually a, an impediment to you being able to find the solutions like being open to okay i've been doing it this way i've been trying it this way what else could i do you know mm. how else could i get that one percent better um each day and, and it's that kind of mindset i think that drives and fuels people like yourself uh, myself for sure the people that you're gonna have speaking like they're always looking for what more can I learn about this? 
so I can become just a little bit better. And, and that makes life better. It makes life purposeful. It makes it worth living, right? Yes. Yes, it truly does. Um, how's personal production been going? And, and, and have you always done it or do you take gaps every now and then? Um, I, I took a pretty long gap. Like once my agency reached a certain size, I, I took a, a step back for, I call it maybe two years where I was more focused on business and, and developing the internal systems for my company to be able to run. But especially here, you know, with what we're doing uh, over the phone, virtually, like that's not, I was actually driving over here from uh, business and properties in Tennessee earlier today. And I was on the phone with a potential new agent. Um, and we were talking about the difference. And this agent actually worked with me uh, probably five or six years ago. Um, and he was like, you know, I've been seeing what people are doing now. And I, I really want to, to learn how to do this thing virtually and, and, and uh, do sales over the phone. I was like, yep, me too. <laughs> that's, that's what we're doing. Like, you know, I, I grew up in this industry with a whole bunch of windshield time, you know, door to door to door to door. Mm. Um, and now that we have the capacity and the technology to not have to do that, I've had to go and re-educate myself. Um, and re-education doesn't happen just because I go out and, okay, I was successful with a handful of, of, of on-the-phone clients or a handful of Zoom meetings. It's when I can consistently do that time after time after time and then start to, to make that time get shorter and shorter, right? Like if I can go out and figure out how to do uh, what used to take me 40 hours in the field, if I can do that in 10 or 15 hours and I can teach agents who are more actively in production how to do that, now they can do double or triple the amount of production that I used to do in a whole week. Right. Because we're doing it in more effective and more efficient ways. So that's one of the, the challenges that I have. Um, you know, I'm, I'm doing this right now. I've done a big push into uh, improving my annuity skills over the phone and virtually. Right. Because, yeah, life insurance, I feel good about that. Like I've been doing that the past uh, year and a half, two years. But how do you sell those higher ticket items? Right. Get someone to say, yeah, Cody, I'm going to send you my. $500,000 I've been saving up for the last, you know, 25 years of my work career. And I've never met you in person. I just met you over the phone. Yeah, let me go ahead and do that. Right. So that's that there's a skill set that's involved. Something I haven't done before, but that I have to challenge myself with now so that I can then teach as many other people in my organization and, and beyond um, how to do the same thing, because that's where our industry is trending towards. That's where we're going. Mm hmm. I love that. That's such good feedback. And what do you, what do you think you've learned as you're like flexing that muscle and improving that skill set at like, okay, let's, let's try to get some people to um, roll over into an annuity uh, telephonically, virtually through zoom, you know, is it entirely phone? Or you're like, no, you need, they need to see you. You got to spend some time on video. That, that, that's what, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Right. <laughs> like um, there's, there's some that I'm trying to do entirely over the phone. Um, you know, a lot that I, I personally, and this, again, where I'm saying I'm willing to be uncertain, I personally feel like they need to see me before they're willing to send me $500,000 and put it into, you know, some annuity carrier. Mm -hmm. uh, but could I be wrong about that? Like, I'm mm. certainly open to being wrong about that, because if I can just work through it and figure out what what is it, what's the connection piece? What's the relationship piece that we need to be able to have with the client over the phone where I could do it all over the phone? Because would that make would that make things more efficient with my time? 
right? Because whenever it would, we, yeah, yeah, it, it, it make things more efficient there. And for some clients, maybe that is what they want, but they just need it in a specific way. So you can't figure that out unless you do it, right? Like you got to be willing to fall down. You got to be willing to make mistakes. You know, I've certainly been texting with potential clients uh, to try to get the appointment and been told no or been blown off or get that wonderful stop message. And, you know, that's that's a part of the process. <laughs> right? Like I've, I've been told stop in a couple of different ways that I don't know if they really knew all they had to do was write stop. They didn't have to give me the extra stuff, but that's OK. That's OK. That's people today. You know, people can do what they're going to do. Uh, the, the whole point is, can I can I learn from that? Can every time that I do it, can I learn a little bit more? Can I try it a different way the next time so that we can get the systems better and better mm. and so that more people are able to actually do it? Yeah. Maybe that's one of the things we do. You're actually making me think about like I'm working on some new lead and marketing stuff project wise. You're making me think I need to go test test out my own stuff, you know, like, <laughs> you know, get get high on my own supply in a, in a non-druggish way. It's, it's, it's fun sometimes. Challenging, yeah. but fun. Yeah, it's making me think. I haven't done that in, gosh, I haven't done that in um, probably six years. Okay. And maybe, maybe me and you and some other guys will get together and we'll just, and then we'll, we'll record that. All of us just just going back into cells together, you know, like. Yeah. I mean, that's some of the best lessons are when we're getting told no, right? <laughs> true that. Yes. Uh, also, I loved, man, having you. I know this hasn't aired yet, but like. It will in a few months. Um, the show, um, Agency Investors, man, what a time. I know we've both been super busy since then and Agency Investors and then SWAT. But dude, you were incredible. That was so much fun. I would love to wake up and do that every day. And I appreciated you being part of that. So for those that don't know what that is, like Agency Investors, um, it, how was? You, I mean, it's like a Shark Tank style show for insurance. But how was your experience being a part of that? I mean, just... Seeing the hope in uh, entrepreneurs, both at the start, I mean, we have people who are just getting started uh, yeah. looking for whether it's mentorship, you know, some looking for funding, um, all the way up to people who have been in the industry for, for years um, mm -hmm. who had extremely successful practices and they had come up with a couple of new ideas that could help the industry uh, at large. And I think for me, just, just seeing the fact that even in a, a, industry such as insurance where there's property and casualty health life um, and we have people from all three um, sectors there's innovation knows no no bound and no limit you know like there's so many great ideas out there and we just we need more people to help to get successful themselves right like mm -hmm. if you can just go out and use this industry to do what it does which is a great cash flow machine and then leverage that leverage what you're learning to find those pain points that no one has solved that problem yet and that's it, just the future of our industry like even as we've gone through some pretty crazy shifts and changes um i mean i think it was starting starting before COVID, but of course COVID accelerated that um in a very big way but the the changes that this industry have been needing are, are starting to come more to life and i think shows like agency investors uh, and I hope that's not the, the only one. I hope there's more more to come from that. But shows like that, um, you know, groups that are, are looking to to help people become more successful in this industry, bring more democratization to our industry, bring more different types of people to this mm -hmm. industry. Uh, we're going to see really cool innovations, both for 
we as agents, but then also at the end of the day for our clients, helping more people understand why they need the type of protection and coverage that they have and really using life insurance to benefit themselves, uh, being able to leverage what they're doing on the property and casualty side so that they can um, do better on their healthcare side. Like there's so many ways that all this can work together. Um, and that's what I really got from hearing all of those people pitch different ideas, totally different ideas, uh, some of them, but things that will ultimately, uh, when they do finally see the light of day, uh, help make this industry just such a, a better tool uh, for people to, to live a, an amazing life. Yeah, yeah, I agree. We were able to obviously like interact with a bunch of um, the applicants, but also too, just hanging out with you and Dr. Billy and Brandon and Cassidy Arbelli and like, that was a, we had a ton of fun too. Like that yeah. was, that was, that was, that was so cool. I mean, we spent, I don't even know how many hours together, but it was like every second for a couple of days, you know, like yeah. that was cool. Well, and, and the cool thing is you, you get people like that in a room and I mean, we haven't even seen it yet, but like there's so much that came from just the, the interaction and the back and forth uh, conversation. I was uh, texting with Brandon probably like three days ago and, you know, I'm talking to Dr. Williams here in a couple of days and, you know, me and Cassie are, are working on some things. So it's like whenever you get around like minded people, mm -hmm. it's amazing how you start seeing, um, you know, positive things flow, you know, new ideas, ways to partner, ways to create. Um, and that would be one thing I would challenge anybody who's watching this. Like if you're not feeling that uh, in your own life, find those people. Right. Come to a, a, an event like eight percent. And, and get around people who like they want to improve themselves. Mm. And therefore, whenever they're talking with you, they're looking for ways that if they help you, you can help them and you can help each other, you know? And, and that's where it's those, you know, what's the old adage, the books you read and the people you associate with, it's true, you know? And it was cool to be in a room with those, those that type of person cool. who has done what they've done so far and see what comes out of just putting them in a room together and us just hanging out for you know two and a half days uh, and having those kind of conversations. Yeah, it was very special. It was uh, yeah one of those memories that I'll remember forever. Like it was really cool. Um, you talked about uh, getting like getting some stops through text or like some different um, additional um, expletives along the way. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was looking for the word. I think that's a good one. Um, what are some advice you would give to agents who are texting their leads like what are some what are some things you should do what are some do what are some don'ts like do not do this uh when it comes to like or what's your goal with the text you know and what do you how do you think about actually texting and interacting with agents through uh sorry clients through text yeah i mean i think the, the biggest thing for um texting is just to reawaken that emotion that they have when they first sit in the lead the mm. whatever it was that got you their number and the permission to send them a text, right? Um, and I, I don't have to go too deep, but it's like, I'm contacting you because you've asked and just setting up a time that we can talk, right? And then being able to go back to give them a couple of options of here's two options that work, right? Like I don't want to be like, hey, when are you free? Yeah, that, that never really works, right? Um, but I'm looking for that client that whenever I send that text saying, hey, you know, you sent me that message about uh, general life insurance to protect your family. Um, I'm available tomorrow uh, in the morning or, or Friday in the afternoon. Which one of those works best for us to connect over the phone? Mm. Right. 
And I, I actually like literally just sent that exact text message probably 30 minutes ago uh, to a client that was kind of in my CRM. And she responded back, you know, Friday afternoons could be better. I'll be wrapping up with the work week. Great. I'll give you a call around two on Friday afternoon. Mm. Right. <clears throat> and and the ideal, again, it, it, there's some that are going to get that text message. And I don't I don't care how you texted it to them or what wonderful script you put in there. They're going to send back. Stop with explicitives. Right. Or expletives. Sorry. Uh, like that's going to happen. Just just like whenever you pick up the phone and call a direct mail lead. Right. There's going to be some people that are just for whatever reason, you contacted them on the day they wanted to cuss somebody out. And you, you know? were that person. And, and you were that person. So guess what? You're just like, I just hope you have a blessed day and, uh, you know, take care. I won't be calling you back, you know. Um, and the same thing is going to happen with a, a text message outreach. Same thing happens with email. I don't care how you reach out to a potential client like that side is going to happen. And so just being willing to look in the mirror and smile and be like, oh, well, at least I got that one out of the way. And now yes. I can find those people who whenever I say, hey, uh, you were interested in, you know, a guaranteed secure retirement account. You remember that form that you filled out? Oh, yeah. yeah, no, I was one. I was hoping you would message me. Perfect. I just need to set up a time to just have a quick 15, 20 minute conversation. See if we might be able to work together. What works best for you? Boom, boom. Right. And and so like that's that initial text. I, I'm not sending them a book via text. Yeah. I'm not explaining how term life works or how participating the whole life or you know how annuities have been the the star mark of wealthy families for generations. Like I'm not doing that in a text message. The text message, just like the initial phone call, is to set up an appointment. Right. That appointment may be a quick 15, 20 minute appointment. It may be a, a an hour long Zoom, uh, but the purpose of the text message is to set an appointment, mm. right? To set a time that we're going to actually be able to talk and I can have a conversation. Um, there's a lot of people who can have conversation via text, but ultimately, in my opinion, and I'm open to being wrong on this, you know, open to not, not having the right answers because I've only been doing it this way for a few years, is I'm not trying to close business via text. You know, I want to have a, a, a voice conversation. I would like to have a Zoom meeting. Yeah. Um, and I've seen people uh, here recently start closing stuff uh, via text messaging and, and getting a lot of information via text. And even if you were to close something in that manner, you know, highly encourage you to still reach out. And how can I have a relationship? You know, how can we sit, sit in a room and chat, even if that means I'm on the phone and you're on the phone or I'm in a Zoom room and you're on the Zoom room with me. Right. Um, so it's just still remembering and valuing what I think is the most important part of any type of insurance, whether it's health, PNC, life. The most important part is relationship. Right. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of things we can do via an email and text and a quick you know, chat bot, you know, pop it up. But to have that, uh, you know, I've connected with your voice. I've heard your the, the tonality that you bring or I've, I've heard the laughter in your voice whenever you're talking with me that's still going to be a defining characteristic for people who are very successful in this industry versus those who, yeah, you may write it, but three months later, somebody else comes and gives them a little bit of relationship and then they cancel your policy and they're going to go with them, you know? Mm -hmm. True that. Yes. Okay. So to, to recap a little bit, those are some really good uh, feedback. Don'ts are like, don't just be so like open. Hey, when are you free? You know? Um, also, 
don't send a lengthy book of a text. Keep it pretty simple. Um, don't get your emotions tied up or like, you know, get offended if somebody's having a bad day and they're, you know, just move on. I love that. Um, and do's great. Have, have, a, have a solid text script like you just mentioned, which is great. Purpose is to set a time. Um, also, when you're making calls, is your goal to set a time in the next couple of days or to maybe it's a first time you spoke to them? Do you normally set a time? Does it depend on the lead or do you try to close it on the first call? Yeah. So typically, if, if it's a lead and this is the first time I'm talking with them, the only time I'm going to go straight into that appointment is if that kind of is like, oh, you know, I got 30 minutes right now. Can we can, can you help me right now? OK, <laughs> they have, there's some urgency there. I'm going to take advantage of that urgency. Right. And I'm going to go right into it. But typically the, the first call, the first uh, conversation, whether that's call, text, email, the goal of that is to set a time to actually talk uh, where that. we can sit down and, and, and make some decisions for them. Uh, talk about, you know, who are we trying to help? What's who's the, the winner? Uh, from us doing something together, um, both you and, you know, your family, your spouse, your kids, your grandkids, right? Um, so that we can now get into what's what options are really going to work for you. Because I've, I'm really of the, the mindset these days that it's not about me persuading them. It's about helping them persuade themselves that now is the time to take action. Yes. Strong. Dude, I love it. Well, Edward, I know we could talk for hours, but I love getting to hang out and, and, and do this. And I appreciate you coming on today. Uh, if they want to learn more, buddy, um, about you and your organization, everything you're doing, uh, what should they do and how should they reach out? Yeah, um, they can always go to uh, just Pritchett Agency, my last name, P-R-I-T-C-H-E-T-T, agency.com. Uh, follow me on Instagram, the Edward Pritchett. Um, Facebook, set pretty much the same thing. Um, but those are some channels to, to reach out. And um, it's been it's been interesting. Uh, people think that I'm, I'm hard to get a hold of. But uh, whenever people reach out to me via social media and, and uh, email, um, they're like, oh, wow, I didn't think you'd reach back out to me. Well, yep, I'm, I'm a real flesh and blood human person. <laughs> you know, if, if, you, if you reach out, uh, there's something for us to talk about. We'll, we'll definitely have an opportunity to do that. True. Well, thank you being on again today and we'll see you in two weeks at 8%, brother. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. See you soon. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Edward Pritchett. Thank you guys for hanging out and listening to the Power Player Podcast. Let us know in comments below what you saw this episode. As you need help, man, remember Edward Pritchett and the Pritchett Agency and everything they're doing and reached out to them for help along the way. I hope you've enjoyed the episode and we'll see you on the next one. Adios. Boom. Good work, sir.